Hi, guys. Okay, I got it. I got it. Okay. I shouldn't have been your first guest. Can we just go get one more refill? <laughs> just bring the bottle down. Girl. This is Girl Same with your host, Brittany. Girl, 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 same. Hi, guys. Welcome to Girl Same, our girls' night podcast. I'm Brittany, your host, and I am here with my good friend, Marissa. We have been hanging out. We're having a drink. And so I'm having a tequila with seltzer which is pretty boring. You are having tequila and Sprite. Yeah. Um, also kind of boring. Yes. You ever see on TikTok those um, videos where they make like really good mixed drinks? Yes. You know what I'm talking about? Yes. Or they have like people submit things where they're like, you know, you should try this with this and it's delicious. And then they're always like, it is delicious. Yes. Mm-hmm. I would like to do that. I'm thinking moving forward, like every episode, I'm going to try, I'm going to try a new drink because I always go for... The vodka soda lime, not even good. It doesn't taste good. <laughs> but I always go for that because one, I know it's not going to give me a hangover. Mm-hmm. And two, and probably the bigger point, I actually know they have it because one of my biggest fears is I'm going to order something and they're going to look at me like I'm an idiot because mm-hmm. I don't know anything about alcohol at all. Mm-hmm. That's kind of how I am too with the whiskey sour. That's what I, I know I was they're going to have it and it's good. I like it. It's, it's, it's just okay. What did we have? We went to a Taylor Swift night. Yes. Which was amazing. That was cherry bourbon. That was really good. Have you ever had that before? I don't think so. That was good. Yeah. I didn't know it was bourbon at first. She just said, do you want cherry or do you want strawberry lemonade? And the strawberry lemonade seemed really sweet. So I went with cherry and she was like, cherry bourbon? I was like, let's try it. And it was good. It was really good. When you brought those out, I thought like you knew. And you've had this before. And I thought you knew more than you did. (laughs) We can pretend. It was good. It It was was very similar to whiskey, though. So it was was really I like cherry in general. So I just but I think that was really good. Yeah. And you're so you're what is whiskey sour? I don't even know what that is. It's just whiskey with sour mix. That's That's all. Super simple. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But it's good. I really enjoy the taste of whiskey. Mm -hmm. It's really strong by itself. So the sour mix kind of helps it. See, I don't enjoy the taste of vodka. Um, most yeah. people do like the vodka tonic, but the tonic gives me a, a hangover. I don't like tonic. I don't like seltzer. I don't mm. like the bubbly type unless it's soda. Oh, all right. Well. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. We are going to talk about a few things. I wanted to talk about one. I wanted to talk a little bit about you and kind of just how we met and all that kind of stuff. Um, but also I wanted to have you on here because I know that you and your husband have kind of more of a traditional style marriage and versus more, I guess, like you would say, like a modern mm-hmm. style roles and stuff in the house. So I kind of want to talk to you a little bit about that. Okay. And then I also wanted to talk about the group that we're a part of, Hot Mess Express. So I guess first thing I'll do is I will introduce you. Marissa and I met through Hot Mess Express and we both are a part. There's a group of... There's eight of us. I think there's eight, right? Seven, Seven or eight. Yeah. And we basically run this group. So if you haven't listened to the previous episode, Hot Mess Express is a volunteer based group. It's a women's group. 
And we help women who are struggling with cleaning and organizing their homes. Um, Maybe they're dealing with like physical or mental health problems or, you know, because life is just hard sometimes. (laughs) It really does come down to just that. Sometimes life is just hard and it's too much. And we come in and we help them with like a refresh no judgment. That's like our, our biggest thing is yeah. there's just no judgment whatsoever. And we've seen, we've seen a lot of different, you know, I mean, we've seen houses that are or homes that are um, like, you know, depression houses. Yeah. And, you know, it, money hasn't really been a thing. We've seen some really nice houses in nice areas and maybe some houses that are, you know, struggling a bit more mm-hmm. financially. So we've kind of seen all over the board. And um, we're going to talk a little bit more about Hot Mess a little bit later. But I kind of want to talk about how we met. First of all, how did you get into Hot Mess? What brought you to Hot Mess? Uh, Well, I saw the original post in the Triad Mom group. um, And I can't remember all the details. It's been a long time now. But it was the mom who needed help cleaning her home. And she couldn't afford a cleaning company. So she was kind of looking for different options. And I think it was Jen that jumped into the comments and said, well, why don't we just get some people together? And so I kind of followed it. um, And then I immediately joined the group that she started to try and get people in to go clean that house. Jen Hamilton is the one who originally started the group. Right. So that's who we were talking about. She is the one who she posted a video for the the first um, mission that you were talking about to try and help her. And I was one of the few that decided to meet this random stranger (laughs) from the Internet (laughs) in the McDonald's parking lot. But anyway, so that's who she is. But um but I didn't go to the first one because I was really intimidated by it. You know, it's going to a stranger's house mm-hmm. with strangers. I didn't know. So I just didn't go. I kind of watched. You and were then, smarter than me is what it comes to. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, no, it's fine. Yeah, Were we meeting a McDonald's parking lot? Seems legit. Seems <laughs> legit. Right. <laughs> Uh, no, I was just, I was, I was really intimidated. It's a really intimidating thing. You it know? Is. Um, and then um, I watched and then I saw, you know, like everything that happened afterwards and it was a success and everybody was, you know, really pumped up about it and stuff. And so when the second mission came around, I, I came and it was funny cause I was early pregnant with Trinity then mm-hmm. and I was going through major uh, morning sickness and I just kind of, but I really wanted to go do it. And I knew if I didn't, then I would just kind of fall out of it. So I just made myself go and I'm, you know, I'm really glad that I did. It was, it was amazing. Yeah. I remember cause that was Kayla's house. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Kayla is now one of the seven or eight. We don't know how many there are. Of us. I'm trying to All think right. of how many people are in the group chat, but it's, yeah, it's definitely either seven or eight. Yes. She is sure. one of the main group that makes the decisions now and kind of runs the group and stuff. But she was before that, she was the second house mm-hmm. that we helped. Yeah. And I love, I love having her be a part of it because there are so many moms. I feel like, well, not just moms, but women mm-hmm. that she's really helped like ease their mind because yeah. she's been through it. Like, I really think it's been like huge having her. Yeah. Well, I think that's what it's all about, too. You know, we help her and then she comes and helps others. You know, Exactly. That's, yeah. I love it. And I think that a lot of with Hot Mess, I feel like with um, Kayla and with all the people involved, I think there is definitely the need for the refresh to help with the cleaning, the organizing for Absolutely. sure. Yeah. But I feel like more so than that, there is a need for um, having friends, girlfriends, having that support yeah 
um, you know, I think that like, uh, it's so hard building friendships mm-hmm. in your thirties. And I feel, I think you feel isolated you know, everyone moves now outside of the state and stuff like that. So you don't have the grandparents and the family like you, you normally have, you know? Right. So, I mean, have you ever, did you ever have like that, like tribe, you know, everyone always talks about like having a tribe. Right. Um, have you ever had that? You know, it's funny because I, I think I kind of did. Um, I, I grew up with a group of girls and there was like four or five of us and we, we did, we hung out. Um, but they've all kind of, it's like you said, you know, everybody has families now, everybody, the closest one to me is like an hour away now. And, you know, and that's Lisa and she's really the only one that I'm still close with. Um, the other ones, you know, it's, it's those people who will always be your friends, but Mm -hmm. we just, we just don't hang out. We just don't have time or it's not convenient and you know, it kind of stinks, but they were kind of my tribe. But now, um, it's kind of like you and Lisa, you guys are my tribe and I'm good with that. You Mm -hmm. know, it's only two, but it's fine. It's enough. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, like moving around a lot, I never, felt like I got close enough to people right. to consider them that, you know? And like when I talk about having like a tribe to me, that's like the people who offer to watch your kids when you need them right. or bring you soup when you're sick, you know, <laughs> that kind of stuff. Like yeah. we just never, like I've never had that. Yeah. Um, and then I've definitely found that through a hot mess, you know? I mean, yeah. it's not everybody involved, of course, but like I've just made a lot of connections and stuff. Yeah. And I think it's kind of funny because we – started basically I mean I did the first mission Mm -hmm. you came on in the second one so you've been here pretty much since the beginning yeah but it wasn't until I want to say eight months in of doing this talking regularly having zoom meetings making all these decisions together as a group like eight months in that we even like entertained the idea of being friends (laughs) of being friends (laughs) I know because it's so weird you know I you know, it's always like, is she going to want to be my friend? Right. Does she want to? And so we, we kept throwing around the idea. We should mm-hmm. go to dinner. I think we said that to each other yeah. several times. Mm-hmm. And it was just, you know, but that's something I kind of say to a lot of people. Oh, well, we should hang out, you know, right. later. But then it just never happens. And mm-hmm. that's just normal. Um, and then I think, I think we were texting about something. And I can't remember what it was. But I was like, yeah, we definitely need to get together. And then you sent me a text back. And you were like, um, you said something like, we keep saying it and we haven't done it so let's make plans right now and then we made plans and then we met at that Mexican restaurant and then Mm -hmm. I think it's just you know kind of all history from there I was assertive that's what you're saying you're very assertive (laughs) but I need that because I'm not at all I'm not if you don't demand to be my friend then it's good (laughs) what does that say about you though you're like you need to show me you want me to be your friend I know (laughs) you have to lure me in I'm not cheap. I'm not easy. (laughs) You have to buy me dinner first. (laughs) I will say, and I have never told you this, but when we met for the first time we ever hung out, we went to the Mexican restaurant. And I remember coming home and telling my husband, I was like, I don't, I don't think she likes me. I, yeah, I was like, I don't think she's going to want to have dinner with me again. I really just got the vibe that you were like, it almost felt like you just felt like obligated that's what that's where my head went really yeah but I don't think it's anything to do with you I think it's all in my head that's yeah. just you know I tend to think that way too but I didn't I felt the opposite I went home thinking oh my god we're like the same person I and mean. this is perfect <laughs> it is and I went home and like she hates me <laughs> no no I just knew that we were gonna be friends for forever oh. <laughs> 
It all happened at that Mexican restaurant. <laughs> I don't even remember the name of it. I don't either. <laughs> but it's so hard. It's so hard making friends past school. Like once you get out of school, I feel like it's it's hard to meet people. But it's also I feel like it's more hard to vet people. Yeah. Like, I mean, you you can be nice, mm-hmm. but does that mean we're gonna be able to be friends? Not necessarily. Not necessarily. <laughs> I feel terrible saying it, but I am very picky mm-hmm. with who I want to be friends with because I feel like um, I'm a lot, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I, <laughs> I I, uh, <clears throat> I also feel like there are a lot of traits in other people that I don't mesh well with. You know, it's like you were talking about, you do the Bumble um, friends Mm -hmm. and the peanut app and stuff. And I signed up for peanut one time, but I end up swiping really Mm -hmm. quickly. You know, it's like if you're outdoorsy, I'm just not. Right. If you ask me to go hiking with you, it's a no. No. And so, you know, those people, I just, I just kind of swipe through and it's intimidating because it's like, if you, if you love this, I don't know anything about that. Mm -hmm. So there's no point in even trying. Right. And, you know, if it's not organic, if it doesn't happen organically, then I just don't think it's going to happen for me. I feel the same way. Like when I do the Bumble BFF or peanut app, the conversations, like I feel like it's, it's pretty, not instant, but it's pretty quick that you know if it's going to work out or not. Like either the conversation starts flowing and it's back and forth, back and forth, or it's like pulling teeth. Yeah. And it's a struggle. And I feel like if I'm putting in that much effort right off the bat, I'm out. That's a lot of effort. I don't <laughs> have is. a lot of time to Mm-mm. do that or energy. You know, I might have the time. I don't have the energy. No. And I think that's why, too, it's so hard meeting people and why we're so picky at this age. Because now, well, OK, so like before when you're younger, mm-hmm. I mean, it's just time to kill, you know. Right. I, I mean, really, it is. And now with having kids, having a husband and having all this other responsibility, you yeah. know, like it's you have to, yeah, it yeah. is. You have to prioritize, yeah. you know, and is it worth, you know, giving up time with A to do B? You have to start thinking about all that kind of stuff. So, well, yeah. And that's the thing. Yeah. I mean, cause I have a lot of other things going on. So mm-hmm. am I going to sacrifice that to come hang out with you? Mm-hmm. Not, not unless you're special, you know, all I get out of that is I'm special. So, you're you know, special. that's all I hear, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so anyway, I feel like though, when having girlfriends and now being here in North Carolina, actually having like some really good friends that are, I've had friends, but like that actually do stuff like, you know, a lot of my friends are like long distance because I've moved a lot and stuff like that. But now it's like to have friends that actually can make plans and go out. That has been so helpful for like just mental health the stress because I know that like we I mean we've been going out quite a bit lately yeah yeah. you know against probably Brian and Coons wishes but right that doesn't (laughs) matter it's fine fine. fine. (laughs) um and so we've been going out a bit and I think that I personally I'm escaping the just like immense responsibility like I feel like I have constant pressure and responsibility at home and then when we go out I mean I'm just responsible for myself (laughs) yeah absolutely absolutely it has Mm. been I haven't gone out the way that we have gone out in years like years and years and years because uh you know Lisa and I have gone out some but we haven't gone out like dancing and drinking and stuff like we have probably since 
I mean, I don't know, like 10 years or something. Yeah. You know, it's been a long time, like when we were younger and it's nothing, you know, it's, it's nothing against either one of us, but you know, she's got a job and I've got kids and we live mm-hmm. an hour away, you know, from each other now. And honestly, she's really been my only friend, which is yeah. terrible to say, <laughs> but you know, um, until, until I met you, I have, mm-hmm. a, you know, acquaintances, but mm-hmm. not anybody, like you said, that I want to invest a lot of time in. And I, right. you know, I, I hate saying that I'm trying to make sure I'm not leaving anybody out. <laughs> Is there but, any you have friends listening? Like, bitch. Right. <laughs> I was going to ask you to be my maid of honor. <laughs> and I apologize. Uh, uh, no, I have a ton of acquaintances, but it's like you said, you know, I have so much going on at home mm-hmm. and I am so exhausted mm-hmm. that when I do get free time, it's, it's, unless I have something I'm super excited about, then I don't want to do it. And yeah. so, you know, like the things that we've had, I've been really super excited to do them. And so yeah. it's fun and it is, and it's escape. It's an escape. Because it is. And when I feel like with our relationship and what I've wanted to find with friends and stuff is like the ease, it's just easy, Yeah, you know, because kids aren't easy and marriage isn't easy and work isn't easy and all these things aren't easy. But like when it comes to your girlfriends, mm-hmm. like you just want it to be easy. You don't want to worry about saying the wrong thing, rubbing them the wrong way, worry about the judgment or any of that. You just right. want to be yourself mm-hmm. and just completely relax. Exactly. You know, yeah. and it's like a mutual. It sounds so corny, but it's like this mutual taking care of each other. You know, like when you yeah. go out, like I got you, you got me and we're good. And it's exactly. not taking care of everybody else around you. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Yes. Yeah. Which, so that kind of leads into you and your husband Mm -hmm. have, and I mean, I don't think that you have, it's not, you know, way out there or anything, but I think you have more typical, like traditional roles at home as far as like marriage and parenting and stuff. So can you tell me like, what does that look like for you? Like, what are your typical roles and stuff in your house? So, uh, so yeah, I'm a stay at home mom. We have three children, um, and Brian works full time. Luckily he actually works from home. Mm -hmm. It was kind of, um, it just, when it happened, Evelyn, he took paternity leave when Evelyn was born and then COVID happened and he just never went back. Oh, I didn't know that's how that started. Yeah. He, yeah, he's smart. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It worked out pretty well. And Uh yeah. But, uh, but yeah, so he works full time Monday through Friday and then I'm a stay at home mom. Um, and he, I take care of pretty much everything around the house. You know, I do our laundry, our cleaning, our cooking, and he brings home the money and I think it kind of works out. I have always been, um, just super aware of the fact that he is completely financially, you know, responsible for our family because I was a single mom for five years before I met him. And I was financially responsible for everything. And so it was really hard for me to shift that and to let someone else, you know, kind of take over the finances. It was, it was difficult for me. So I think that that's what makes it work is, um, me doing the cooking and the cleaning. That's kind of me doing my part and putting it, you know, just doing what I can, so that's, yeah, so that's what we do. And Brian's not a great cook anyway, so. Works out, you know. probably better. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's not like he doesn't do anything. He, he helps with bath night and he puts, you know, one of the kids to bed every night and I put the other one to bed. Yeah. And so it's not like he doesn't do anything, but it is more traditional. He takes care of our cars. He takes care of the lawn. He mm-hmm. takes care of the money. I take care of the children in the house. And yeah. That's just kind of what works for us. So it's, it's nice, you know? 
Do you feel like there is, because I had talked to you about this before, and I feel like there's a stigma attached. I mean, I guess it depends on which side you're on because, you know, which side of the coin you're on. If you're more like those traditional roles, I think there's like a little bit of a stigma of like that more modern roles and then vice versa. Do you feel like that kind of with when, I guess when you talk to other people who might have more of like a modern way of like you know having that 50 50 kind of thing you know do you feel that there is like a stigma kind of attached to it at all yeah absolutely I've had a lot of people who have said you know well well, why don't you let Brian cook a you know a few nights a Mm -hmm. week or you know why doesn't he do more you know with housework and stuff and every once in a while I'm like yeah I would love if he would cook but honestly I feel like that's what I bring to the table you know he takes care of us financially and my part is I take care of the food and the cleaning and everything else. And, you know, so in that way it is kind of 50, 50 and that's how I kind of feel about it. And it's not that I think traditional is the only way because I feel like, I think it is important, you know, for women to, to work and women empowerment and all of Mm -hmm. that. And once my kids are school age, I fully plan on going to work and picking up my half that way. But for right now, it's just important for us, for me to be the one to raise our little ones. And it just, it works out better for us. Yeah. I think that it's a shame because, you know, at the end of the day, no one knows what your situation is. And like, I think there's a big difference between a woman who is kind of forced into those roles, Mm -hmm. um, doesn't feel comfortable in those roles, feels like they're missing something. They're not getting enough out of the relationship versus someone who just feels like this is just makes sense. And like for you guys that, I mean, that's just, that works, you know, like as long as you're both happy in the situation. Right. I mean, who, who's the rest of the world to, to judge about it? Yeah. I mean, and it is, and it's, you know, sometimes I'm, I'm not extremely happy with it. I would prefer to, you know, I tell Brian a lot and it's kind of funny that I'm kind of jealous that he gets to talk to adults during the day. Right. Because, <laughs> you know, I have a 14 year old, but he's mm-hmm. in school all day. So I spend my day with a two year old and mm-hmm. an infant, you know, she's eight months. So my conversations are very limited yeah. and I do, I, it gets mundane and it gets boring and mm-hmm. I do it's like I want to talk to an adult at some point today. right uh so in that sense it's 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 definitely hard it's not an easy thing to do and even on the days where I don't get any cleaning done I don't get anything done other than hanging out with the girls I'm still mentally exhausted because yes it's, it's a lot it's it a is lot. we have um so our three as you know are a year apart each Mm -hmm. and so at one point you know we had a one two and three year old two three and four year old and during those years Kuhn was working my husband was working down in Palo Alto when we lived in California Mm -hmm. so he had to take almost a two-hour train ride to get to work and a two-hour commute back and so he would leave before the kids woke up and he wouldn't get back until 7 30 their exact bedtime and when that would happen, uh, he would come home and he missed the kids. Yeah. He didn't spend any time with them. So when he walked in, he wanted it to be like playtime, you know, yeah. understandably. When he walked in, I wanted it to be day overtime. Yeah. Yeah. Because I had been with them for like 14 hours. Right. And I was just fried. And, you know, we went through a hard time because, um, you know, we've, we've gotten past it and he sees things differently now, but 
he would get home and the house wouldn't be it wouldn't be a disaster but it wouldn't be you know perfect by any means right yeah um and there was just certain things that he felt probably should have been done that weren't and it took him a while but he finally did realize I mean it was it was like you said it was mentally draining yeah you know I mean you don't have to be physically doing stuff it was just the you're the sole provider all day long for every single thing they can't do anything on their own not a single thing and they have to ask you every step of the way for either help or permission or whatever Mm -hmm. and so even on the days where I might not physically have done anything I was just drained so when he walked in the door I just wanted to be like goodbye that's how it is it's it's so funny because Brian Brian's workday ends at five o'clock yeah and even though he's just downstairs in his office yeah. <laughs> at five o'clock on the dot, I am, I'm literally looking right. at, at my clock <laughs> and I'm waiting to hear him walking up the steps. Uh-huh. And as soon as he sits down on that couch, I'm like, peace, I'm out. Right. <laughs> and I'll tell him I'm going to go take a shower and I'll just go upstairs and lay on the bed for like mm-hmm. 30 minutes and, and do nothing. It, it, I can do absolutely nothing, but all I know is that I'm not getting climbed on yes. and my hair is not getting pulled and I'm not getting, you know, a thousand mamas a second. Mm-hmm. I'm just laying in the quiet. And oh, it's, it's so nice. It is. And I feel bad that that's one of my favorite parts of the day. <laughs> you know, it's I, just I, the quiet time after. It is. Yeah. I used to, um, on those days, you know, I mean, and, and also I would like to add that not only was he gone the entire day, like the entire day, yeah. we had just moved to the suburbs mm-hmm. and knew no one. So like, you know, talking about having a tribe, I had not a single, single person, let alone a tribe. That's so difficult. It was rough. And so when in the middle of the day, multiple times, I would have to go into the garage and mm-hmm. just take like 10 minutes and hope that they were not like you know killing each other or something I like I just needed a second I needed to step out or when we would go somewhere I would leave them in the car and get out of the car and just sit outside of the car for a few minutes it is isn't it funny the links you'll go to well and right now both of my girls are really clingy they have to be on me Mm -hmm. both of them but they don't like to be touching each other so it's a constant (laughs) battle you know well trinity it's not not both of them evelyn is still not super comfortable with trinity yet yeah and evelyn and trinity is in like a grabbing type of phase Mm -hmm. so evelyn will get up there and then trinity will one up and then evelyn will get down down and then I'll put Trinity down and so Evelyn's back up and it's a constant and so sometimes I will you know I'll get them comfortable on the floor and I'll walk in the kitchen and I'll do the dishes just to get away for a minute yeah it's like so I'll go find a chore to do just to get out of the house for a minute yeah I mean that's that's it's honestly like any little break you could find yeah it's amazing what you can what you can figure out just to take like a minute, <laughs> yeah. just a minute, you know. Yeah. And I mean, but you know what? Like I remember talking to someone about that, and I was telling because I felt bad, you know. Like you feel bad that you need to get away from your kids. Like Absolutely. it's not a great feeling. Yeah. Well, mom um, guilt is. Oh gosh, it's horrible. Uh, yeah. And so I would always feel bad, you know, but like, what was the alternative to that? Honestly, like me losing my cool because I'm no breaks, no breaks whatsoever. Like, yeah, yeah, I'm going to snap, you know, and then you're going to get angry. You're going to yell. You're going to say things you don't mean. You're going to react in a way you don't mean to react in, you know. And Mm -hmm. so I would just always make sure to like put prioritize myself at like I finally got to that point I don't want to say always but I got to the point where I started to really prioritize myself 
which I think is kind of like with hot mess. Mm-hmm. And that's how I got so involved with it. Cause that was kind of like, that's me prioritizing myself that, that, that group is like for me. It's right. not for the kids. It's not for, you know, my husband, it's not for work or anything. It's just something solely I like to do. And it gets me out of the house. Exactly, because it's super, super important, especially with multiple kids, especially Mm -hmm. being a stay-at-home mom. You have to have something that defines you other than just being a wife and a mom. And I... That's, that's, you know, one of the biggest reasons that I started, you know, helping out more in hot mess. I think I just kind of fell into it. I just, you know, asked Jen, um, on the way home from that mission, you know, if you ever need any help, just let me know. And then she ended up sending me an email and I was like, this could be great. This could be something. It is. Yeah. Yeah, It's solely, it just solely is. And it's, you know, it's funny because, um, and we tell the moms that we help or the women that we help all the time because there's a lot of like, you know, fear of judgment and shame and stuff that comes with it and embarrassment. And I always let them know that like, don't, don't get it twisted. Don't be confused. Yeah. Our houses aren't great. Right. Our lives are not together. Yes. (laughs) We are walking hot messes ourselves. Absolutely. Um, And we just find like a little solace and just helping um, somebody else clean up their life while our lives just fall apart. Right. (laughs) Yeah. And so it's funny because Brian, every time I go on one of the missions, he always asks if this is like a give and receive type thing. Like if I'm going to go clean their house and then, you know, everybody's yeah. going to come back and help clean our uh-huh. house. And, you know, it's not as fun for me. I would much rather clean somebody else's house than my own. Right. It's yeah. it's a totally different experience. Like yes. it's not it does not feel like such labor. <laughs> right. It really doesn't. Mm-mm. It really doesn't. You know, I can clean so much like the last one we did I cleaned that entire bedroom yeah and it was it was nice you know yeah. but I go home and look at my bedroom no thanks I no. don't want to do it Mm-mm. I don't want to do it I'm the same way and I you know I don't know it's like a mix of feeling like you're doing something good I yeah. mean that's always nice and then also I mean just being like with a group of other women and we all have that same mentality we have had a couple of women who might think differently over the year but for the most part like 99 percent, everybody's on the same page we've all been there Mm -hmm. we get it there's no judgment let's just go in and and get it done and I love that like I love when we get a really good group and they're like just it is what it is let's get cleaning like no judgment and just being around like those kind of like like-minded women and stuff it's just it's very relaxing it's very just like I don't know. I don't feel the stress and stuff of it. And so we go in, we clean, we talk, I meet new people and it's yeah. honestly fun. So I think it is too. Yeah. And now we've kind of got um, a good volunteer base and yeah. a lot of them are the same, you know, repeat volunteers. And so you do kind of become friends with them. And I've, you know, I, at least acquaintances, you know, mm-hmm. I have a lot of them on my Facebook now and it's, it is, it's like kind of building building your your group of friends and it's nice it is and we all yeah I mean we all relate it's just like that group that you don't have to excuse the mess kind of group you know right right I I had Kayla actually came over um to drop off her daughter I watched her daughter the other day and when she walked in the house was an absolute disaster we had pulled out like all the Christmas stuff and we were in that like weird middle ground of just like Christmas crap everywhere yeah and not sure where anything's going it was just a mess and natural instinct was to be like 
excuse the house and she instantly gave me like the eye roll and like shut up (laughs) right yeah what was it I saw a TikTok where they're like you have to dust or you have to clean the baseboards under the cabinets because if somebody drops something and they have to bend down to pick it up they're gonna see the baseboards and if it's not clean I'm gonna be embarrassed (laughs) and I'm like oh we're cleaning baseboards I can't I can't relate sorry (laughs) that's so funny So right now we have almost or roughly around 60 nomination forms and um, you can the nomination forms are for people who women who are in need of help with like cleaning and organizing and you can submit one for yourself or for someone else. And right now, like I said, just in the triad alone, we have around 60 but there are hot messes across the country. They're outside of the country. So there is definitely a need. It definitely resonates with a lot of women. Um, the response we've gotten, the response we've gotten, I feel like is just crazy. It still blows my mind how many yeah. people are just, you know, understand what we're doing, let alone want to be involved in it. Why do you think that is? Like, why do you think it just resonates with so many women, regardless of social status, financial status and like I said all over the country outside of the country you know why do you think that is that it hits home with so many women uh, I really do think it's just whether you know you're a working mom or a stay-at-home mom whether it's medical reasons or mental health reasons everybody has things going on everybody's life is tough you know mm-hmm. it doesn't whatever your reasoning is it's it it everybody and I think now that there's a platform where people are like oh so I can ask for help and I can get help I think that that's you know a really good thing and I think a lot of people didn't know that something like that was available because it is kind of embarrassing to say my house is a mess you know I know that you guys are strangers but could you come over and help Mm -hmm. I could you know before this I could never imagine asking somebody that but now I see these people especially you know like Kayla we go into her home and we help her and then she turns around and so grateful that she goes and starts helping other people. It's, yeah. a, it's a wonderful thing to see. And I, I think that that's what it is. I don't, I just don't think people were aware that that was an option. And now that it is an option, I think, <laughs> I think people are taking advantage of it. And I think it's wonderful. Yeah. And especially with TikTok, um, I don't know about you, but my house has always just kind of been a little bit messy. I'm just a messy person. Yeah. Um, and I was always kind of figured I was in the minority, mm-hmm. of, you know, and then watching TikToks and stuff. It's a big thing right now for women to show their houses and their cars and how yeah. they live on a day-to-day basis. And then it's like, oh, so there are other people like me. And you know, I think that that's probably why people see that it's not just them. They're not the only ones that need help and that there are people out there willing to help. And yeah, definitely. I, you know, it's funny because we talked like about TikTok, but like before TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, mm-hmm. um, even like MySpace, every time I say that, I feel like it aged myself so I much. Know. Like I, I shouldn't even know what MySpace, know what MySpace is. is. <laughs> you can't relate. But all of those were about showing your best, right? Yeah. Like, and that's it you were perfect Mm -hmm. on there like you only you and your spouse or boyfriend or whatever I mean you were always happy and in love and your kids are always well dressed and Mm -hmm. smile for pictures and your house is always beautiful and on and on and on but I agree like having the this whole kind of like wave of like the real moms coming out on TikTok yeah I think it's like every a lot of people were like oh damn So this is actually kind of normal, right? Like we all kind of don't live these perfect lives. And like my mom, my dad, we were always raised that when company comes over, your house is spotless. Yeah. 
period. Yeah. You know, like doesn't matter who it is. Clean the house until it looks like you don't live in it. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, and then I think with this whole, like I said, this wave of like these, you know, real moms and stuff. It's like, why Why do we have to pretend we don't live in our houses? <laughs> right. Well, and that's the thing, you know, and I used to, well, I still kind of am. When someone's coming over, I do try and clean up some, mm-hmm. but. It's been ingrained in our brain. That's why you can't, yeah. you can't shake that. <laughs> but the fact of the matter is, is that I have three kids mm-hmm. and my house looks like I have three kids. You exactly. Know, I can clean my living room. And if my children are in there an hour later, it doesn't matter. It's going to yeah. go the same way. So I just don't put the energy into it anymore. There's no point. So. Yeah. No, I, I totally agree. And I think that with a lot of these moms who are asking for the help. Mm-hmm. One thing that stood out to me that I think is so interesting is like, it doesn't really matter your financial status. Yeah. There's been a couple of moms that definitely that we've helped that financially they could have hired mm-hmm. cleaning crew or, you know, maids or whatever to come in a certain amount of times a month or whatever. But there is that, and that like embarrassment that yeah. it got that to that point. Cause I know a lot of women who like clean before the cleaners come to clean. I feel like that would be me. Um, I feel like that would be mm-hmm. me if I had somebody come over. Yeah. I mean, cause you know, we get, I mean, we get deep, like we go in drawers, we go through every like little nook and cranny, unless of course they ask us not to. Right. We always, yeah. you know, respect that. Give them the opportunity to say no to certain areas. Yeah. But for the most part, like we are in, in their stuff. Yeah. And I mean, I, I think that these women who allow us to do that, I give them so much credit because I don't know that I would be comfortable letting, you know, 10 strangers come in and like see my personal. No, it's super invasive. Yeah, Yeah. I would. I it would take a lot. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I definitely props to them because I don't I don't know if I'm comfortable enough to do that yet. I know I give them so much credit. Anytime we go on a mission and we help any of these women, they always are so apologetic. I see, um, yeah, I hate that too. Though. I hate it. Yeah. And I would be, I would be too. I mean, yeah, it's I natural just though. It's to natural Kayla. then. <laughs> I know. But like, they are always so apologetic and um, for the mess that we have to see it, that we have to be in the house, that we like, they just go on and on and on. And I think that's why, I mean, you know, yes, financially, some of these people could hire someone. But what comes with us and our group is just there's just no judgment. Yeah. And I really try when we start the initial to like schedule the mission with the phone calls and stuff. I really try and and emphasize that because they are always even before we get there, they're like, I'm so embarrassed. I'm so nervous to have people come in. I just really try and emphasize like that's not we don't need that in this group. This group isn't about that. You know, there's no need to apologize. We've been there. Shit's hard. Life is hard. Like you said. Well, that's what it was like with the last one who was, you know, really, really anxious about it. I told mm-hmm. her, I was like, if it makes you feel better, I can snap a few pictures at my house and show you yeah. that same, you know, it's fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. All right. Well, I have one last question for you. I'm hoping to make this a question I ask every guest that comes on for girls night. What is something that you have stopped giving a fuck about in your 30s? Right. Okay. So I had to think a lot about this. <laughs> because this is I ask you ahead of time, give you some time to think it I know, through. I know. I told you, I said, don't ask me this question because I'm going to look really weak. 
Because I do, I still care about a lot of things. But here's yeah. the thing: I think that it's, I think that it's kind of healthy to still care about stuff. You know, you have I don't, to care about something, right? Well, I don't want to be that person. I don't care what you think about right. me. I don't care if everybody hates me because I, I definitely do. I definitely do. <laughs> I want you to I'm like sensitive. me. I'm very. I, <laughs> what is it? That I'm gonna fight you after I stop crying. <laughs> No, it's, um, but I guess one thing that I don't care about, um, is, is your opinion on how I raise my children. That's Uh, a good one. Yeah. And I used to care, you know, I've been a mom for 14 years now. Mm -hmm. And when my son was younger, I, um, I was very nervous. Every move that I made, every decision I made, I was constantly looking for validation. I needed someone to tell me that that was the right move. Uh, And now that I'm a little bit older um, and I've kind of gotten into the swing of things, I know how I want my children to be raised. I know the values I want to instill in them. I know, I I just know what type of people I want them to be and how, what I'm going to have to do to make them be those types of people and I've gotten some negative feedback and you know I had my daughter tested for for speech therapy and for a couple of other things and I had some people tell me you know I'll just wait she'll grow out of it it's fine and it used to be I would let them influence my decision and maybe back off some but now now I don't care you know what you think about my parenting I'm going to do what I want to do. And That's it's probably a good one. one of the only things I don't care about, <laughs> but I'm firm with it. So it's fine. <laughs> no, I like that one. I And it's true. I mean, I also like when the kids and it's, it's hard because my kids are so close in age. Yeah. And I think that kind of just it just messed with. It, it, I don't know. It just messed with how I, I raised them and stuff. It's, it's difficult because you're in a situation where you're comparing a lot because yeah. they're literally one after the other. And it's very easy to think, okay, so a year ago you were here. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like in a year you should be there, you know, that kind right. of stuff. But I, it, it's taken, it's taken a bit because I still get very anxious of like people judging my kids out in public and stuff like that. Yeah. But I've definitely gotten much better of not, not giving a fuck. Right. I mean, like you said, I know the values I want to instill. I know the kind of little humans I'm trying to raise. Right. And I mean, at the end of the day, like that's my job, not yours. Exactly. (laughs) You you raise yours. I'll raise mine. Exactly. You know, I don't think there's any room for anyone other than the parents yeah you know in your children's lives I, I just don't so yeah all right well I think that's it okay thank you for hanging out with us for girls night I would like to uh moving forward with episodes and stuff I really want to try and get your thoughts and stories and opinions as well so we can kind of talk about them and bring that onto the the show as well so tell me your story give me your opinions let's support each other and kind of be that girls group for each other because you know what no one really has their shit together as much Nobody. as we like to think no one no one has it Nobody. quite together as we think <laughs> so come hang out with me every other monday and i will see you then bye girl 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 sane